Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, February 23rd. Residents of East Palestine, Ohio, and the surrounding areas are dealing with the aftermath of a train derailment that led to the release of toxic materials earlier this month. And now they find themselves stuck in the middle of yet another partisan political brawl. So much of the politics surrounding this toxic train derailment are performative in nature. And uh, that is often the case in our current partisan political culture. And sometimes, more often than not, it gets in the way of actual real solutions. And that's what's needed here in East Palestine right now. So I wanted to start there and bring you some voices from East Palestine. CNN convened a really informative town hall on Wednesday night, and it was incredibly insightful for anyone watching to hear from voices in that community who are seeking accountability and assistance and some kind of explanation. Ohio officials continue to say that the air quality and water tests in the town show no dangerous levels of chemicals. But some locals just aren't buying that. They are worried about ongoing health problems, which they say flared up after the derailment. My son has had um, bloody noses every day. Um, I've had some skin issues. The sore throat, the irritated nose, the headaches. Um, I've been dizzy. Now remember, there was this train carrying hazardous chemicals, and when it derailed, there were initial fires and explosions, if you will. But then there was a deliberate controlled explosion to burn off the toxic chemicals to try and prevent an even worse disaster. That led to a days-long inferno. Today, nearly three weeks after the incident, a preliminary report from the National Transportation Safety Board was released, and the board's chair, Jennifer Hammonday, said this incident was preventable. We call things accidents. There is no accident. Every single event that we investigate is preventable. So our hearts are with you. As for the Norfolk Southern CEO, Alan Shaw, last night on CNN, he apologized to residents for the disaster. He promised to reimburse them and to implement changes to prevent this from ever happening again. None of that stopped some residents from giving him a piece of their minds. I'm angry about this. I've lived in East Palestine for 65 years now. That's my home. You, you burned me. We were going to sell our house. Our value went poof. I lost everything now. One local resident, Jessica Conrad, was making a plea to everyone watching that this isn't just about one small town on the Pennsylvania-Ohio border. If you have a train near you or a waterway near you, this is a problem for you, too. So stand up, um, stand with us, um, and, and we're going to fight until the promises are kept. Again, it's not uncommon for political actors to seize where they see potential political opportunity. And as we discussed on the podcast yesterday, Donald Trump uh, made this an example of a contrast 
with Joe Biden. So the former president who's running for president again clearly saw an opening, a political opening for him to go and express solidarity with a community that overwhelmingly supported him politically in his last two elections and where Joe Biden, the current sitting president, had not yet come to visit. Now, he also donated some money for uh, needed resources in the community, uh, and he made sure to thank uh, first responders and the like, in addition to expressing some sympathy with those folks going through all that pain in East Palestine. But a candidate for president doesn't show up unless they see some potential upside for them politically. And that's what Donald Trump uh, saw here as well. Former Vice President Mike Pence, who may be eventually running against his former boss for the Republican nomination in 2024, he had no problem with President Biden going to Kiev, like some Republicans criticized. His problem was that President Biden didn't get to East Palestine first. Here was Pence on Fox News. I would have gone to East Palestine before I went to Kiev. I mean, it really is remarkable when you think about the fact that it's going to be three weeks since that train derailment and all the hardship that those families in East Palestine have faced before even the Secretary of Transportation shows up. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre did not today confirm any plans for Biden to visit East Palestine, but did say that the president is satisfied with the federal government's response. So, yes, the president is uh, is certainly uh, is, again, staying update updated on what is occurring on the ground, but also appreciative of the work that his multi agencies have been doing uh, over the past several weeks. In addition to Biden coming in for some criticism, his transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, has been getting some criticism for not showing up earlier to East Palestine as well. And of course, Pete Buttigieg is somebody who considers himself and is widely seen in Democratic circles as somebody with a bright political future. So it is interesting to watch how he navigates this moment. Buttigieg was in Ohio today and said he's focused on making regulatory changes to prevent future incidents, challenging his critics to support the same. If the same people who want to come here and play political games are the same people who sided with industry again and again and again and watered down rail regulations again and again and again, I want to see whether they've had an actual change of heart or not. And if they had a change of heart, I'll take them at their word and we can get work done. Now, again, it's not entirely clear that any specific deregulations that occurred in the Trump-Pence administration would have prevented this from happening if indeed they had not occurred. That is not clear yet, though that is the sort of argument that the Biden administration continues uh, to make publicly, though they do so broadly uh, rather than very uh, specifically. Buttigieg did offer that there's one thing that he thinks Donald Trump could do to help. One thing he could do is uh, uh, express support for reversing the deregulation uh, that uh, happened on his watch. I heard him say he had nothing to do with it, even though it was in his administration. Uh, So if he had nothing to do with it and uh, they did it in his administration against his will, uh, maybe he could come out and say that uh, uh, that uh, he supports us moving in a different direction. 
Buttigieg is calling on Congress to make it easier for the Transportation Department to institute safety reforms. And as you know, Democrats and Republicans very often disagree when it comes to government regulations. But this incident in East Palestine has propelled some Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill to press the Biden administration on whether there's enough oversight to keep rail workers and communities near railroads safe. Experts have pointed out several proposals that could possibly be put in place, like updating trains' braking systems, shortening the lengths of freight trains, further separating cars with hazardous material, requiring more crew members be on board, and increasing the cost of penalties. But these are a lot of proposals that have been around for decades and have either been watered down or eliminated, in large part thanks to lobbyists or a lack of bipartisan congressional will. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.